This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The United States Supreme Court has denied the Montana State Legislature's suit involving Republican subpoenas of judicial documents during the 2021 legislative session. The Supreme Court website says the state's December petition filed by Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson has been denied. There was no accompanying written order. Court Administrator Beth McLaughlin's attorney, Randy Cox, said Monday the court's decision signaled the legal dispute has come to a close. Quote, The Montana legislature has now been told by every court at every level that its actions were outside the law, Cox said. A state district court, the Montana Supreme Court, and now the United States Supreme Court all agree that grabbing potentially private and privileged emails by subpoena rather than seeking them through a normal public records request was improper. McLaughlin also issued a response to the conclusion of the litigations over the subpoenas and the pursuit of judicial records. Quote, the courts have now established that I did exactly what the law requires me to do. McLaughlin, along with other speakers, is scheduled to appear before a select committee on judicial accountability on Wednesday, April 13th. It'll be the group's first meeting in several months. According to the agenda, the committee plans to hear several hours of panel testimony on public records and records retention. Another new law passed by the last legislative session has failed to stand up to legal scrutiny. The state law that prevents most health care facilities from mandating vaccines has been voided by a federal judge. U.S. District Judge Donald Malloy of Missoula said the federal rule takes precedence over state law. The rule, which was upheld by the United States Supreme Court in January, requires COVID-19 vaccinations or religious or medical exemptions on file for staff at Medicare and Medicaid-certified providers. The local government committee of the Montana legislature has been told that the lack of housing in Montana is stifling economic development because potential employees can't find places to live, so even businesses that offer high salaries and want to expand can't grow. At the meeting, three presenters, Andrea Davis of Missoula, David Fine of Bozeman, and Jesse Jagger of Missoula, offered perspectives on the housing market from their different vantage points. As an example of the problem, Davis, the executive director of Homeward, said applied industrial technologies of the Flathead Valley, a significant employer, could hire 200 workers tomorrow at salaries from $60,000 to $130,000, but there are no homes for them to move into. Quote, we must prevent Bozeman and Montana from becoming a playground for the wealthy. Fine said that. He's the program manager for six of Bozeman's urban renewal districts. He said the median cost of a single family residence is $812,000. That's more than $112,000 up from October of 2021. 
He said police officers, firefighters, construction workers, and nurses can no longer afford to live in the city of Bozeman. Other reports from Bozeman Realtors have said that the median sales price of a single-family home in Bozeman is fast approaching $1 million. Fine also said businesses cannot attract and retain talent. Six years ago, a family of four earning $80,000, that's still 117% above the median income, that family could afford a single-family home in Bozeman. In 2021, he said the same family would need to earn $162,000, that's over twice as much, and 219% of the area median income. That's the equivalent of three workers in the family at $55,000 each. Montana Building Industry Associations, Abigail St. Lawrence says, the population in Montana jumped 10% in the last decade, and housing grew 7%. Jesse Jager with the Porvello Shelter in Missoula said 558 individuals and families are living without a house in Missoula. The latest community greenhouse gas inventory says residents of Missoula combine for more than 1.8 million vehicle trips each day, accounting for nearly 84% of all greenhouse gas emissions released annually by the city's transportation sector. That outpaces both the airport and railroads combined. Together, those living and working in Missoula emitted 1.1 million tons of carbon dioxide, or roughly 12.1 tons per person per day. Broken down by sector, 36% of all emissions within the study area came from commercial and industrial areas, 70% from electricity use, and 30% from natural gas. The transportation sector accounted for 35% of all carbon emissions, 84% of that from tailpipe emissions. Airport operations accounted for 15% of transportation emissions, and Montana Rail Link about 1%. Added up, and Missoula's transportation sector alone equals 2,100 railroad cars worth of coal burned each year. Residential energy also contributed 23% of all emissions within the study area. That's 263,000 metric tons of carbon, 50.4% from electrical use, 495 from natural gas. Human influences are making elk and mule deer migration and winter survival more difficult. That's according to the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. The National Sportsman's Organization has published a report summarizing the status of all elk, mule deer, and bighorn sheep herds on the Lolo and Bitterroot National Forests and the challenges the herds face while trying to maintain their historic migration routes. Using data from Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, scientific journals, and local groups, such as the Blackfoot Challenge. The report looks at elk, mule deer, and bighorn sheep herds in three main regions, the Blackfoot Clearwater, the Missions Rattlesnake, and the Lower Clark Fork, 
and identifies the problems that have arisen or are getting worse in each area. The problems include high road densities, illegal recreation vehicle use, migration barriers such as highways, vehicle collisions, invasive and increasing habitat fragmentation. FWP estimates that mule deer population in Region 2, most of the Lolo National Forest, has declined 27% between 2011 and 2021. The cause isn't certain, but it's partially due to poor habitat. Elk need secure habitat that's at least six-tenths of a mile from a road. If the road density is too great, say the roads are only a mile or two apart, that leaves no place for them to be secure. Two senators, one from Maine and Montana, have asked the Biden administration to clarify the impact of more people visiting the country's national parks. Independent Senator Angus King of Maine and Republican Steve Daines of Montana want to know the impact of increased attendance on the parks, visitors, and surrounding communities. They've called the National Park Service Director Charles Sams to a congressional briefing about the subject. The senators say there have been, quote, historic numbers of National Park visitors, including Yellowstone National Park and Acacia National Park. Yellowstone saw annual visits increase from 3.6 million in 2010 to 4.9 million last year. Acacia's attendance grew from 2.5 million to 4.1 million during that time. The senators wrote that the park system, quote, is one of the nation's greatest treasures, and as such we must be vigilant in ensuring that they continue to be available for the benefit and enjoyment of the people of this and future generations. The group of swans counted at the Freezeout Lake Wildlife Management Area was well above average on Sunday, but the numbers of snow geese remained below the historical average. There were 3,641 swans counted on Sunday. The historical average for March 20th is just over 1,900. So far, there have been only 5,600 geese spotted in a single day in the WMA this year, according to Montana's Fish and Wildlife Story Map. Historically, 20 to 30,000 birds per day have been seen migrating on March 19th and 20th. The lake was still half covered in ice on Sunday as melting continues. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. 
This is the Treasure State Radio Network.